Yeah, until until Seinfeld. <laughs> hey, it's Chris and Kylie. Well We're just well a couple of jerks who need help. Yeah, I just finished that. That's a really good Our show. Our podcast is all about I mean, humility. Please don't get your theology from it, but it's a really, really good show. It's very entertaining. I don't think either of us are going to talk about television shows well, or movies and go, this is probably the place you should get your theology. <laughs> but I, 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 I finished it. Hey there, everybody. <laughs> Welcome to the podcast. <laughs> I love it's that. It's Chris and Kylie. I love that voice. Oh my gosh! I can. Can you do any voices? No, I mean, sure, I guess. Like what? I don't know. Impressions? Not Impersonations? Really. I mean, impressions. Impressions. Uh, I don't. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, I can do some. Hello, everybody. It's Elmo. Oh my gosh! Good job, Chris. Oh that was gosh. really good. <laughs> I just saw a new side of you. <laughs> hey, I could. I used to be able to do Barney. Hi, everybody. <laughs> Hello. Clean up, clean up. Oh. Hey everybody, everybody. You know, I actually, this is really embarrassing. Yeah. I actually wore a Barney costume one time. Uh, we're going to take a moment from this regularly <laughs> scheduled podcast <laughs> to listen to a very important story. Um, Kylie, I'm sorry. Can you say that again? And could you please elaborate? <laughs> I've, been, I've been a lot of things. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, I was, uh, for my sister is 18 years younger mm-hmm. and I was... I did show choir and theater and all that kind of stuff in high school. So I wouldn't, that stuff didn't bother me, but I was Barney one year who she loved, loved watching Barney. And guess what? You show up at the door, you knock and my little sister who, I don't know how old she was, one or two freak (laughs) out. I was the Easter bunny one year. Wow. Been Santa Claus a lot. Okay. I mean, not the, not like a Tim Allen situation. Not the, not the, not the real one. Um, <laughs> yeah. So, anywho, that's yeah. not where we were starting, but that brought me to that was, that was wonderful. Some voices. Okay. So, what are your impersonations? Boy, I don't know. You put me on the spot now. Uh, I mean, I can do some different accents. I think. I mean, we'll let you be the judge. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm Egyptian, obviously. So I, I nailed. You walk the Arab. like an Egyptian. Sorry. I'm Gosh. sorry. Oh my God. All right. Well, oh thanks for tuning God. in, guys. I guess we'll see you next week. I wish everybody could see Chris's face when I said that. They probably heard my eyes roll. <laughs> it's the same as last time. You know, Michael Jackson yeah. hates it. Oh, re- really? Hates it. Well, because his entire life. Oh, you're, yeah, can yeah, you do yeah. the moonwalk? <laughs> you know. So Egyptians uh, have a very distinct accent. First off, there's no P. The letter P. There's no P in the Arabic language. So they struggle with that right off the bat. So cut out your P's and replace them with B. So peanut butter becomes peanut butter. Oh, nice. <laughs> and then they struggle with CH. There's no church. It's church. So we have we have peanut butter and jelly sandwiches at the church. With Bishoy. <laughs> with Bishoy. <laughs> <laughs> the new and, podcast. And Bulis. <laughs> <laughs> and Kylie Knebula. Knebula. Kylie. Last name. <laughs> last name. <laughs> Not going to say. <laughs> <laughs> I have a friend that he calls me and laughs a lot of times when he, because he'll, he does the whole Siri deal. Mm-hmm. And oh, my last, your, yeah. my last name is like a Russian accent, he said. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. 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 So Siri messes up your last name a lot. What are you uh what have you been watching? 
Are you a Netflix or streaming? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I well, nobody I, watches live television. I don't think so. I uh, I just got Netflix uh, like two months ago. Okay. Uh, very cool. I'm digging it a lot. Okay. And I just finished a show. The Good Place. Have you watched The Good Place? Uh, that's Kristen Bell, right? Yes. And uh, Sam Malone. I don't know what, who that Ted is. Ted Danson. Yeah, Ted Danson. Yes. Sam Malone. Oh, Sam Malone from, from uh, Cheers. Cheers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, gotcha. Yeah. I'm Great. Thinking, no, no, no. First of all, greatest, I don't want to hear from all you Seinfeld people, Cheers, greatest sitcom of all time. Um, In my... Yeah, until until he, Seinfeld, but whatever. <laughs> <laughs> well played, friend. Well played. Um, yeah, I just finished that. That's a really good show. I mean... Please don't get your theology from it. But it's a really, really good show. <laughs> it's very entertaining. I don't think either of us are going to talk about television shows or movies and go, this is probably the place you should get your theology. <laughs> but I, 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 I finished it. Love it. Okay. And I just started. I was, I was, actually, I was just talking to people with, with some, some buddies at work about the next show. They're like, oh, you should watch The Mandalorian. I was like, no. Nerds. <laughs> uh, wow. You know, and, oh, you should watch this and that. I was like, no. That, oh, you should watch Cobra Kai. I was like, I watched 30 minutes of it. And, like, I couldn't get into it. Not interested. Okay. I found my next show. What is it? Designated Survivor. Ooh, that's a good one. Yeah. That and you know what? I actually, I don't know why I thought this. I don't know why. I, I started watching it thinking it was like a comedy. Oh, no. Because I, I, I think I saw a preview and, or something, and it it... It looked like a comedy. I was like, that's weird, Kiefer Sutherland doing a comedy like that. But I'm going to, and then one episode and I'm hooked. Yeah. And so I'm a couple episodes in now. I'm three episodes in now. And I really like it. Nice. Yeah. Nice. I hope it gets dark. I feel like it's going to. It, 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 I I don't remember at what point I stopped watching that, like in the show. Yeah. Uh, But I watched it for a long time. Yeah. 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 I'm digging that. How about you? What are you watching? Uh, I just finished, I think they have like these extended episodes. Uh, I watched Arrested Development all the way oh, through. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I didn't watch the new ones. So, um. It's a good show. It is a really good show. Don't get your theology from it. <laughs> we should say that about or this lots of survivor. Things. <laughs> <laughs> or, or lots of or things. Or any worldview. <laughs> yes. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> It's actually teaching you the wrong. Um, yeah. Arrested Development. I'm trying to think what I finished before that. Because I'll do I'll do um, shows like that and just watch episode after episode. Like when I'm folding laundry or doing different things like that. Mm-hmm. You know, very, very good for the mind. Avoiding work. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'll just binge watch when I'm avoiding work. No big deal. Yeah. No, comedy, when it comes to... Uh, I don't know why that jumped in my head when you said Designated Survivor. Uh, Veep. Did you ever, ever watch Veep? Yeah, that's a pretty funny show. Yeah. Yeah. Don't get anything from that show, please. Don't get anything from that show. We are horrible people that watch bad We're just We're just shows. jerks. We're, we're just jerks. We're jerks. I don't know if that qualifies us for No, I do watch shows. some good stuff. Yeah? Yeah. What good stuff is there? Is it? Like, you, like, like what, what are you watching? A bunch of, like, Kirk Cameron movies? My fa- <laughs> did you ever? <laughs> my favorite. I oh god, terrible movies. Not all of them. I'm sorry. I shouldn't say that. I probably lost half. I of think our... we've lost most of the people. <laughs> I my favorite part of any Kirk Cameron movie is moment of conversion. Prior to that, he's wearing jeans and t-shirts and usually dirty and unkempt. After conversion, Kirk Cameron sweater vests. 
hair done very well, and slacks. Well, isn't that part of the requirement of following <laughs> Jesus? I don't understand what oh, you're saying. Yeah, sorry. I must have missed that in the Gospels. <laughs> and, and there and go the rest of now, our listeners. <laughs> and you shall now <laughs> yeah. wear your belt through all the loops in your <laughs> pants. <laughs> Jeez. Oh, my goodness. Well, here we are. Here we are. Uh, we've talked uh, last couple episodes. Uh, we've we've talked uh, the smoothest transition in the world. I just want to point that out. The smoothest transition in the world just now from talking about movies to talking about mental health. So you're welcome. You can learn from me. <laughs> so, but truthfully though, we we've we've we spent a lot of time talking about about this journey of mental health. Both uh, two weeks ago, uh, a little on a very much on a personal note for Kylie and I, talking about a little bit about our own uh, journeys into this and hopefully out of this. <laughs> Uh, Because we're still in it. Last week, we talked a little bit more about just uh, what it it means like to walk through not just mental health, but suffering in general, right? Tough times in general, what it means like to walk through them with Jesus and how in any mental health conversation, if it's done without Jesus, like we're only seeing a, a portion, a picture. Jesus is the whole answer to peace to walking through it well and so what we really hope is you know you've heard that a couple times and and what we really hope is there's there's at least a few of you many of you who are who have been struggling right who have been on the fence who have been yeah I don't I don't know if this is something that I have to deal with or talk about or uh or talk to someone uh like I hope there's many of you who have gone through that because there this this is a conversation, you know. Part of the part of the reason for uh, having this conversation is to just bust the 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 taboo of it, that it's okay to have these conversations. We need to have them, whether uh, you're having them in your churches, at the family dinner table. Uh, like these are these are important things to talk about. These are important conversations to have, and we need to be need to be need to be having them. And so, you know, like, what does that look like? You know, so, yeah, Kylie, talk us through that. Like, if someone heard, heard the last couple podcasts, is like, man, maybe I do need to talk to someone. Well, I, th- I, re- I remember we offered ourselves, right? Yeah. We're on social media, and they're... Uh, yeah, but I'm no professional. No, 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 no. Just as a, an initial, like I said uh, two weeks ago, I mean, like we both said, somebody else... Helped us notice. Yeah. Um, so invite people into uh, into the conversation with you for sure. There are all kinds of um, there are all kinds of places that can help. Uh, Remedy Live here in in Fort Wayne. There they have a twenty four seven. You can text or you can call. Cool. I don't have the number off the top of my head, but um, look up Remedy Live and um, it's anonymous. It's free. It's you know, I'm in a I'm in a place where I need to talk to somebody. Um, they've got I think they call them soul medics uh, that will that will have those conversations. Obviously, a suicide hotline. I mean, if it's it's to that place. But I'm also a you know get a counselor. Yeah. You know, don't wait. I think that's some of the. I think that's extremely valuable. Is to is to not wait until it gets to that point 
And sometimes, like I said on the last episode, when you're in it, it it's hard to recognize it. Yeah. It's hard to, you know, like, oh, I do need to talk to somebody. Sometimes you don't even know. Yeah. Um, and that's why I think counseling for therapy for everybody is, is such a, a good idea because it helps, it helps other people see it. It helps you work things out that you maybe even didn't know were there. But I think the, the big thing is to not, not hold on to it, not bury it. Yeah. I know, I mean, I know personally, I, we have people in our family that, um, have struggled with mental health. Now this is an older generation, um, where maybe it was more taboo. Maybe it was more, well, I can't talk about it. But people, you know, in my family that I didn't know. We never knew as kids so-and-so has struggled with this, mm. um, with depression or anxiety or, or whatever. And and I'm like, why? Like, that scares me. Because yeah. I don't want... Okay, so... I went, I've been to the local mental health facility with some people very, very dear to me. And the first time that I entered into that space with them, uh, it's, man, when I get the opportunity to talk to teenagers, that's one of the things I want to talk to them about. Mm. I saw my daughter's um, friend, I mean, just curled into a ball with her mom. Her skin, the color of the gray wall, and just express express that she had a plan, express that she didn't want to be here. And like I'm sitting there in that room with them, and just overwhelmed by just a deep sadness, I guess, like to have such a a lack of hope. And and like we've said, that's reality at times or for certain people. But that was the first time for me where it was like, wow, we've got to be here for each other. Yeah, We've got to enter into spaces with people. We've got to recognize when people are hurting and, and not be afraid to, to have the conversations to, Hey, I've been through some, through, through some suicide prevention training. And it's like, don't be afraid to ask the question and don't tippy toe around the language. Yeah. Have you ever thought of hurting yourself or have you ever thought of not wanting to be here any longer? Like, because the reality is even though we can feel that way, a lot of times people are just looking for, looking for help. You know, I have a buddy who, as he walked through, um, he was an alcoholic. And he said it was like there was a blue tarp, you know, one of those blue tarps you put over yeah. over stuff. There was like a blue tarp. And he goes, I, it it blocked everything. But wow. he goes, it, God like revealed himself in, uh, he had this picture of this tarp. He goes, there was just a pinhole poked through and there was light shining through. He goes, that's all I needed was a pinhole of hope that there was something better. And even just sometimes just the, the someone else noticing, right? You said like, Hey, just reaching out, asking the tough questions, just someone else noticing often can be that little pinhole of light. Yeah. Right. Can, can for 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 that person who is struggling and I, and I, and well let me finish that thought and I want to say something else just hey somebody 
sees me. Yes. 100%. Somebody sees me and sees the pain yes. I'm in, the anxiety I'm in, the nervousness I'm in, the fill in the blank. Somebody else cares enough yes. and notices. And and the other thing I want to say, and I, you know, what, what, what Kylie's mentioning is, is I, actually, I was going to say is an extreme. Not really. It's not really an extreme. But I, but I also want to say, like, this is the whole gamut of stuff we're talking about. It's not just the, oh, my God, I have suicidal thoughts and a plan, so I better get help. Right. No, no. You know, I, I've, uh, I, I, look, I'll be, I'll be very frank. I, I remember when, when my life blew up before I went to rehab, in those 30 days between life blowing up and landing in Kentucky, I, I remember there were there were a couple of really dark nights, and I used to own a gun. It was given to me as a gift. It was very special to me. Loved it. But I remember one night calling a, calling a friend of mine named Will. I just said, Will, you got to come get this thing. And he came. He got it. Came to my house. He has a family. He, he dropped what he was doing. Came to my house, and he, and he goes, Chris, he goes, I want you to know, I'm never going to give this back to you. Mm. And here we are. I mean, I'm a homeowner, single dad. Like, I've thought about it. Like, should I have something to... And then I'm like, no, no. I, I, first off, forget, forget, what, forget whatever gun control or whatever conversation. I've proven to myself that at my darkest, I don't need that. So, but my point is, this conversation is a whole lot bigger. If it, if it, if it like, it doesn't need to get to that. Right. Right, and and I I get it. I get feeling stuck. I get uh, not knowing who to talk to, not having those conversations. And the truth is, like we and I say as the church, we've failed. We failed at having these kinds of conversations and creating an open and safe environment for people to come out and say, "Hey, I'm struggling. I'm struggling with this." My whether it's recognizing the symptoms whether it's recognizing behaviors or whether it's recognizing what's going on to be able to come out and say hey my my life is a mess my my home is a mess when i i my day off i spend all of it in bed i'm not engaged with my children or i'm not engaged with my parents like we need to get better at recognizing those things and 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 I, I just want to say, like, as the as 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 a, a, a leader in in a church, like, I'm sorry. I'm I I want to repent, and I'm sorry to those of you who are struggling, who have tried to have those conversations and just been told, well, you just got to pray harder, right? Or you know, well, you just got to read your Bible more, or you got to quit playing video games, you got to quit doing that. Like, I'm sorry that that's you know, and I I know there's people who've gone through that. And I'm, I'm sorry that that's what you were met with. And the truth is, if, if we did a better job, and I'm not trying to knock the church. I, I, the church is the bride of Christ, right? Yeah. I don't want to sit yeah. here and like, oh, she's terrible. No, she's not. She's the bride of Jesus. She's beautiful and becoming more beautiful. But the truth is, if we were having those conversations on Sundays, we wouldn't need to have this podcast right now. And so, my, you know, if I can encourage you guys, if I can encourage you listening, go where it's safe to have these conversations. If that means a teacher at your school, if that means uh, a coworker at your workplace, if that means your pastor, someone you trust at church, if that means looking in the dictionary, or not the dictionary, what am I talking about? 
the phone book, two things that no one uses anymore. <laughs> <laughs> or Googling, right? Like yeah. mental health counselor in this zip code. Like go, go, just talk to someone. Go somewhere where you're safe and you feel safe and you feel open. And Kylie, you, you sent me something. I don't know if it was a meme or something like that, but it was a couple weeks ago. This, uh, And it really, it, it hit me right in the chest. This thing of honesty without vulnerability. You can say it a whole lot better if you remember it, because I can't remember all of it. But it, it's this, these things that these two things have to go hand in hand. That you, I know we talk a lot on this show about being honest, being vulnerable, being open, and, if, and, and being transparent. But if you're doing all that without giving someone else the room to speak into your life, to speak Jesus, man, what's the point? Like we're just bubbling fountains without... <laughs> Uh, without without being filled transparency is allowing someone to see what's going on inside of you vulnerability is allowing someone to see inside and speak into your life i like that i you know i i I think it's both sides of the equation Mm. it's we need to be willing to step into those hard spaces to i don't i don't even want to say hard spaces we need to love well. Life. It's just, it's just life and in relationship with other people. Right, right. <laughs> love people well by asking questions. And also the other side is if you're in that spot, don't wait. Yeah. You know, I, so many people that I've come in contact with that, that know that they have an issue, that know that there's something wrong, that know that they need help, but I don't want to go there. Mm. It's like, well, if you knew you had a tumor, if you knew you broke your leg, you'd go to the ER. But because it's mental health, because of the stigma that's been attached to it, because all of the language that has surrounded it that's inaccurate, you know, well, I'm not crazy. No, nobody's saying you're crazy. But go get help. If you would go to the ER because you broke your arm, if you know that you're in a place that you need to talk to somebody, then go to the hospital, go to the, talk to somebody. Um, I mean, I, and I get, again, I mean, I sat in my truck on several occasions just fuming and having all of these dark thoughts. And so I get like, I don't want to talk to anybody, but I can tell you that in those moments, I also have people in my life that I could shoot a text to or call or go to their house, like you said with your friend, that would drop everything. And probably some of them are not thrilled that I didn't. Mm. You know what I mean? Like that's the that's the love and the connection and the community that we need to be surrounded by. And I think that's, again, back to where we are in – 2021 in the middle of a pandemic like that's why things are so um so bleak those are why statistics are going up in these areas because we're all isolated from each other yeah and we have to find unique ways just like everything else we have to find unique ways in this time in this place to to reach out it's fine you know yeah this this place of of terrible isolation but also you know i just just as you're as we're as we're chatting here, I pulled up my phone 
and just typed in symptoms of depression, <laughs> right? And have a huge list from the Mayo Clinic right. of, of things to look at, of all sorts of behaviors, all sorts of, um, all, all sorts of things, right? That, man, like these aren't like big ticket things. Uh, yeah, these aren't like big ticket things. Like I'm thinking of killing myself and having a plan, right? And I have a plan to do it, right? These are things like having a, uh, uh, feeling here, uh, apathy, general discontent, excessive crying or irritability, early awakeness, restless sleep, excessive hunger. I mean, I'm reading a fraction of them, right? Right. right. So my, anyway, my my point is like, we we have all these. I I did this. I did this like two weeks ago personally. I I, I noticed some. This is a good time to bring this up. I noticed some behaviors in my life, and. Was was talking talking about it with a, with a friend of mine, a coworker, and I was like, "Huh?" Like, and I started putting some of these, getting getting agitated easily, a few a few other things, right? And and I'm not, uh, I'm not I'm not not sharing them on purpose. I, actually, I'm gonna I'm gonna share the point of it, right? All these all these couple of behaviors in my life, yeah, uh, some some sleep issues, uh, this this unfulfilled feeling and I had made a joke to him about maybe I'm going through a midlife crisis. There's some other behaviors in my life that I'm like, that all points to that. You know, I, I made that, you know, we, I shared the, the funny story. A few people give me some feedback how, how funny that story was of trying to get, you know, going to get the nose ring. Right. <laughs> and it's like, well, okay, let me pause for a second. Like what's driving, what's driving that? Why am I, why do I have this discontentment going on, right? Because that's not the Holy Spirit. Actually, the Holy Spirit is the opposite, right? Because then Paul writes to Timothy that, uh, that godliness is next to contentment with filled with, oh man, I just butchered the, I just butchered that verse. Hold on. I got, now I got to, now I got to fix it. Because I, I, I totally misquoted it. Um, but, hold on, let me, Oh my goodness. Yeah, first Timothy, but godliness with contentment is great gain. That's it. I was about to totally butcher it. Anyways. So I'm looking through these these symptoms and I'm like, wow. I am entering a midlife crisis. I'm going to be 37 this year. My life has not gone the way I thought it was. You know, 10 years ago, 20 years ago, right, being super hopeful, 15 years ago, entering into a, a career doing something I loved. And don't get me wrong, I, I don't dislike what I do now for a living. I'm not, I, I love what I do. I'm good at what I do. But I'm, I'm staring at it like, this isn't what I was called for. And I'm and I'm not doing it. My, I'm I'm single. I'm single and I'm lonely. Again, I'm I'm a single. I, I'm I'm a good dad. I'm not knocking my relationship with my daughter, but I don't have the family that I thought I was gonna have. I don't have the. And again, I'm not trying. I'm not trying to make this about me or anything like that. But I'm just trying to, in vulnerability, share where I'm at and 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 share what I'm going through. And so 
going through this. And, and the reason I landed on that was because of Google, right? Like I'm, I'm no professional, right? right? And I'm not, I'm not sitting here trying to, you know, but it's, it's causing me to do the next step, right? To, to have these kind of conversations with my doctor and my counselor sure. uh, and, 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 with with you and I right now, right? right. Like to have these kind of conversations. I, mean, I think I made the joke to you about it a couple of weeks ago yeah. that like, hey, I put my finger on something. I think I'm going through midlife crisis. Yeah, yeah. And, but let's let's culminate all the things we talked about these last couple of weeks. When it first hit me, it was it hit it was like wow, I I'm going like is this really what I'm facing? I mean, I'm not. I'm not going out and buying a red sports car, right, or anything like that. But, but is this really what I'm facing? And here, here I am a couple weeks later after having these conversations and after leaning into it with the Lord, like we talked about last time, and I'm full of hope that, yeah, this is something I'm going through, but it is, it is not the end that, this is an invitation and an opportunity to walk through this. It's hard. That's not going to change. But I have a chance to walk through this journey with the Holy Spirit. And you know what? So what? I'm, I'm going to be 37 in two months. Life has, not, life has not turned out like I thought it would. But the Holy Spirit hasn't abandoned me. Jesus is still Lord. And I can walk through it and fully aware of the pain of, wow, yeah, this is, this is where I'm at. Fully aware of the pain, fully aware of the loneliness. Not just fully aware, but like embracing it and meeting God in that. And I think that's, and coupled with whatever my counselor is going to tell me, right, whatever, whatever my doctor might talk me through coupled with that but Jesus is the point I don't know if that makes sense I feel like I was rambling for a little bit no I I think that's I think it's phenomenal you know that that's why we're that's why we're here yeah it um as far as this podcast goes is just being being real and my counselor asked me one time you know what was your internal dialogue through whatever we were discussing at the time? And that internal dialogue, when you have people in your life that becomes an external dialogue, you know, mm. that's what's really important. Because the things that you just shared, being lonely, things not turning out, like if if those are just bottled up with, you know, yeah. within, if that's your constant and continual internal dialogue, it it's harder to recognize the hope. Now, not that God can't just make that completely evident, but when we have people in our lives, just like you and I in our yeah. discussions, yeah. if you, if we weren't if we didn't have microphones in front of us and we're sitting having lunch, my response would have been remember Jesus. Yeah. There's hope. It is it hasn't been what you've expected, but here are the things that like like you said earlier, the recognition that somebody notices me, that somebody cares, and not from a worldly human perspective, right. but remember God's crazy about you. Remember that, yes, maybe this isn't what you had desired for your life, but he's walking you 
through some things, has walked you through some things, and is going to continue to walk you through some things, whether it's struggle or celebration, that are going to end up being making you who he's desired you to be. Yeah. More and more fully human, more and more his son and yeah. heir, and to be content and accepting of exactly where he has you today. Um, and those are the things that I think should fill our hearts and our minds with hope. Yeah. Um, which changes our, and then we ask the Lord to change our internal dialogue. You know, I can't remember. I can't remember if we've talked, if we've talked about this before, I feel like we might've, but this, this, uh, you know, post-traumatic stress disorder is going through something crappy and, and coming out of it with like, it's affected you, right? Like you, you know, uh, even on a scientific level, right? You're, you're stuck in the fight or flight loop, right? You haven't closed that. And so you're stuck in this thing. And next time this, the next time something triggers you like that, you know, you're, it, it just repeats that cycle, right? And, and you never really close it, never get out of it. And talk, talk about mental illness and mental health right there, right? But, I, and, and I think it was, I, the first time I read this, I read this term was uh, in, in one of Malcolm Gladwell's books. Who I think is a brilliant author. And I don't know if he coined the term or if he, he borrowed it from someone, but it's this idea of, and, and I'm, I want to be really clear. I'm not knocking or getting down on vets or victims of abuse or someone who, I mean, PTSD is a very real thing. Yeah, for sure. But Malcolm Gladwell talks about this idea, and, and we've talked about it a lot, of there's PTSD, post-traumatic stress disorder. But I think the original plan was PTSD. G, post-traumatic stress growth. That, yeah, stuff happens. And the point is to come out of it in a healthy way and grow. And so, I, yeah, I feel like, you know, again, not that this is about me, but we're, we're, we're talking about it, right? I'm, I'm, at, I'm, at a, I'm at the beginning of a journey, right, uh, of another part of a journey in, in my mental health journey, right, dealing with, this quote-unquote, not even quote-unquote, I'm not going to try and minimize it, but dealing with this midlife crisis, with this, uh, just, just everything we talked about, life hasn't turned out like I thought it's supposed to. Well, how, well, what's it going to look like going through? So going through it, leaning into the pain, embracing the pain, going through with Jesus, all that, what's going to look like coming out of it? If I do that, post-traumatic stress growth is what's supposed to happen and come out of it healthy, with Jesus, maybe having learned a few things, right? Or post-traumatic stress disorder, come out of it, maybe having to learn the lesson a couple more times. I, I think that's just, it's a continual journey that mm-hmm. on this side of heaven is, mm-hmm. is going to be a journey. Yeah. You know, I, and I think maybe that's why some people hesitate is, you know, I've, we've learned a lot about trauma in the brain and I don't, I'd have to do some <laughs> verify. I'm not going to use technical terms, but we use with our son um, top floor and bottom floor, you know, the parts of your brain that are, you know, up top that are uh, based on safety, mm. based on truth, based on a cognitive reality versus basement brain, which is 
survival yeah. is fight, flight, or freeze. And, and it is a training mechanism to take someone that's been through trauma to rewire their brain. And it's unbelievable that the human brain can do such a thing mm. is you train yourself to stay up top. Now this is going to become an extremely silly, um, illustration. We're always very serious. Here. Well, I mean, it, it's just, so the level of trauma that my son has been through, the level of trauma that I've been through are different, yeah. but let's not discount either one. Sure. But the illustration is I've been going to spin class, right? And so I'm sitting there and I've, I've run a couple marathons years ago. And so I get the whole, the mental has to take over the physical and all that. But as, as we would go through a, you know, a, uh, interval training where we're just all out sprint and then we recover and all out sprint. Well, sometimes that's 20 seconds. Sometimes that's a minute of a sprint. Yeah. And so as I'm just going as hard as I possibly can, I'm having this mental thought of, okay, I feel what my legs and my body are going through. I can dump to basement brain where it's going to be like, I'm going to fight or flight. I'm, I'm in a survival mentality. Mm. Or I can stay based in what's true, which is this is only for a minute. My body can handle this, and it's only going to last a certain amount of time. Mm. Now, again, silly illustration, but I'm having those thoughts as I'm sprinting because I'm like, that's that's what's, tre- what's true. That's what's real. All of that to say, silly, stupid illustration to what is our internal dialogue yeah yeah what is what is the truth of what is happening what which with my son is based on safety we love you Mm -hmm. you you know we don't have to dump to a survival mentality so again i'm maybe rambling on a little bit as well but it puts things in perspective to where what are what are we basing our thoughts Mm -hmm. on is it I'm just trying to survive right now? Yeah. Or is it the truth of people are out there that do love me? People are out there that I do need to reach out to. I just need to have the conversation. Or I can just stay stuck in that yeah. traumatic area. And like you said, we use this terminology all the time, is what's the healthy choice? There are healthy choices or unhealthy choices that will lead to, and this takes me always back to Deuteronomy, like mm. y- y- you have... I've given you the opportunity for life yeah. and blessing or curse and death. Like, oh, that you would choose life. Yeah. You know, to choose the hope that's been provided to enter into a phone call or a text message to a friend um, that's going to encourage and love me well or stay stuck in a survival mentality yeah. where, well, maybe nobody really does. Maybe it'd be better if I wasn't here. Yeah. Maybe... And that's a that's a dark place to be, or even just no, no. I've got this. Yeah, I've I've got this. Now I, I you know yeah yeah. So so what? So so a few symptoms I have show up in Google. I've got this. Yeah, I think it's more important than any time probably in our life lifetime for us to, again, both sides of the equation to have those conversations. Yeah, like. Whether you even see somebody where it's like, oh, wow, they've got some, you know, they're not sleeping or what, like, just start asking your friends and your family questions. Yeah. Hey, how you doing? How, uh, 
you know, what's your internal dialogue? What are you having? How do you feel about, do you feel fulfilled? Do you feel like you have purpose? Like just simple questions that are going to lead to a discussion. And can I just say, I know I'm interrupting, but can I just say to uh, specifically to men out there, it's okay to have those conversations, to ask your manly friends, are you okay? Hey, I heard you say this, or I've heard you make this joke a million times. Hey, let's talk about, are you really okay? Like, it, or it's okay to go to your other male friends and say, hey, I'm not okay. Right. <laughs> I have these issues. Like, I don't know, we have this, I, I don't know if... Uh, if it's an American kind of ideal or what, but we have this idea of what a man looks like that gives no room for those that we don't allow. We don't, we don't have room for men to be tender and caring about their male friends. I don't know how that crept in, but it has. We're masculine. Yeah. But, you know, pull yourself up by your bootstraps yep. and, you know, don't show, uh, you'll, you'll don't show okay. me, you know, boys don't cry, you know, stop being a sissy. All that is, ridiculous nonsense it is it is it's okay to care about male friends yeah yeah 100 percent. so and hey you've got two male friends right here so it we said it before like both kylie and i are on social media kylie what's your social media thing my handle your handle it's very it's very difficult i get a pen god i did not make me all of my stuff is at kylie canablo okay but what was your last name again how do you say that? Knobloch. Can- <laughs> Knobloch. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Uh, I'm. Mine is very simple. It's on Instagram. Not Chris Ishak. And that's N O T C H R I S I S H A K. My point is, find us. Like if you if you need if you need to talk to someone if you need someone to ask you the questions, if. If you need to ask us questions, you know where to find us. Yeah. Yeah. We love you guys. We, I know Chris shares it all the time. We pray for you, yeah. even though we might not know you. Um, you are listeners and dear to us. So uh, we just thank you for listening and um, we'll look forward to seeing you. No. Almost. We'll look forward to you talking here. at you yeah. again <laughs> next time. We, really, we look forward to you listening to us. <laughs> <laughs> All that being said, bye. bye. bye.